Welcome back to the Daily Devotion. My name is Kevin. I'm the pastor of Christ Church Conway, a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America here in Conway, Arkansas. The Daily Devotion is a time for us to be strengthened in our faith through the study of Scripture and theology. We're working our way through the book of Jonah right now, and we've made it up to chapter 4. But before we dive in, I want to remind you that we've got a giveaway going on. We're giving away a copy of the New Bible Commentary that's been put out by InterVarsity Press. It's the best single-volume commentary that there is on the market. It's just absolutely a gold mine. So if you're interested in getting involved and possibly winning a free copy of that, then you can go to our Facebook page, and you can find the link there. You click on it. You can enter your email address and, and share that link. Uh, you can also find it on the Twitter feed, all those different places, uh, and that will automatically enter you in that contest. So... With that said, let me pray for us, and then I'll read Jonah chapter 4, and we're just going to read verses 1 and 2 this morning and talk through what they have to say to us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. I ask that even as I speak now and dive into your word and begin to process it, I pray that your spirit would be at work, that we might understand your word, that we might see you for who you are. We ask this in Christ's most precious name. Amen. Well, we've gone through the story. Jonah has rebelled at the, the call of God and fled to Tarshish. He didn't want to go. He doesn't say why in the first part of the story. Uh, and then God, we know the story. He's thrown into the sea. God sends the great fish. He spits him out on the shore. And God calls him again. He goes to Nineveh and preaches. And the Ninevites repent. And in response to that... God relents from his disaster. He shows mercy. And that's exactly what we should expect God to do when we respond to his call in faith and repentance. We should expect grace. We should expect mercy. And in fact, Jonah did expect that. And that is what we find out was his whole problem in this passage. So let's read it. Jonah chapter 4 verses 1 and 2. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry. And he prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord, is not this what I said when I was yet in my country? This is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish, for I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. So, what displeased Jonah? It was, it was God's relenting of the disaster. It was him showing mercy to the Ninevites. That's what displeased Jonah. And then he goes into this kind of hissy fit, really. He's angry about the situation, exceedingly angry about the situation. Uh, and, and he prays to God, but he prays to God to kind of fuss at him. And on the one hand, there's some encouragement there because it reminds us that we can actually be honest with God. But but what we see here is the reality of Jonah's heart towards the Ninevites. Because he said, is not this what I said? In other words, I told you you would do this, God. I told you you would show them mercy. This is why I went to Tarshish, because I knew this is how you are. You're merciful. You're gracious. You're slow to anger. You're abounding in steadfast love. You're relenting from disaster. And Jonah is just absolutely beside himself about that reality. And isn't that an interesting thing? 
that Jonah would know that this is how God is. And undoubtedly, when God is that way towards him, he would celebrate that that's how God is. Because what else can you do when you realize that God is merciful and gracious and abounding in steadfast love and slow to anger? What can you do but celebrate? And so undoubtedly, Jonah reveled in the grace of God when it came to him and, and when it came to Israel, but he just couldn't handle God being merciful and God showing grace to the Ninevites. He, he couldn't deal with that reality. They were such vile sinners. They had done such horrible things to the people of Israel. I mean, they were the absolute worst. And here they were, these people who were the scourge of the earth, that, that everyone despised because of how they reveled in violence, because of how they reveled in, in leading and ruling and conquering by fear. Everyone hated them. And here God shows even them grace and mercy, these vilest of sinners, idolaters, pagan, evil people, horribly violent. But when they repent and turn to God in faith, when they believe, remember we talked about that yesterday, Amon, the word there, when they believe, the same word used for Abraham believing that Paul says it was credited to him as righteousness, when they looked to God that way, even these vilest of sinners received grace. Now that's absolutely incredible to think about. Because we, we can easily extrapolate, well, if they receive grace, then we can receive grace as well. If the people who are considered some of the worst people in the history of mankind can turn to God Almighty, can turn to Yahweh in faith and repentance and receive grace from Him, then who can't do that? It reminds us, of course, of Paul. Murdering Paul, killing Christians, yet God comes to him, Christ appears to him, and calls him to repentance, and he turns in faith and repentance, and he is saved. See, what we see here and what Jonah knew was the extravagant grace of God, the extravagant, overwhelming mercy of God to sinners. Jonah knew that's how he was, and this should give us hope that that's how he is, because it's exactly how we need him to be toward us. And so this story of God relenting, of him showing mercy, this is a story of good news. This is a story that reminds us of why the gospel is good news. But when we look at it from the angle of kind of thinking about Jonah, it serves as a warning. And it should cause us to search our heart and ask, are there people for whom I would rather God not be gracious? Are there people like Jonah that I just can't stomach the idea of God showing them mercy? 
and therefore I'm not going to talk to them about the gospel because I know if they repent, God's going to forgive them and I just can't handle that. There may be someone in our life that has hurt us in tremendous ways. It may be some whole group of people that for whatever reason we just don't like. And in that way, Jonah serves as a warning for us. And we'll see kind of how it plays out over the rest of chapter 4. But Jonah was missing it. He, he was missing it in exactly the same way that the, the audience that Paul's writing to in Romans chapter 2 was missing it. After he lays out all of the, the sinfulness of man in Romans 1, he then turns and says, Therefore you have no excuse, O man, every one of you who judges for in passing judgment on another, you condemn yourself because you, the judge, practice the very same things. See, Jonah, though he knew God to be gracious, was missing that he himself was only an object of God's grace. And so who was he to withhold that or to be upset by that when it gets extended to someone else? That's how we should learn to think as well. Who are we to be offended at God's grace to a sinner? I mean, if we're going to be offended at that, then we have to be offended at his grace to us. And we know that we're not that. We rejoice at his grace. So we see here in this section both the, the, the extravagant grace of God, the wonder that, that he forgave the Ninevites because this is the kind of God he is. This wasn't a one-off thing. It's just who he is. And we rejoice at that. But at the same time, we hear the warning from Jonah's life that causes us to stop and search. Wait, God, are there those who I would rather you not show mercy? And that leads us to call out to him once again for his grace that we receive when we call out in faith. Amen.